During an earthquake some years ago, the inhabitants of a small village were generally very much alarmed, as you would be, when an earthquake comes. And I've experienced minor earthquakes or tremors in the Solomon Islands. Um, We were there with Gary and um, our hotel room started to sway like a Hawaiian dancer. I thought, uh-oh. So just as we stood in the doorway, it all stopped. Only lasted about 10 seconds. Bit scary. But anyway, these people in the small village were very much alarmed, but they were also surprised at the calmness and the apparent joy of an old woman who they all knew. At length, one of them was addressing the old woman and said, Mother, you are not afraid? No, said the woman, I rejoice to know that I have a God who can shake the world. Is God not shaking the world, folks? I believe that some of the trumpets in Revelation and some of the seals have been opened. The world is being shaken. Second Peter 1, 3 to 11. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his very own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises that through them you may participate, folks, In the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to your goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. Uh, 11, 8. So, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. Sorry, I'll read that again. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. God has provided everything we need for a life of goodness. Like everything, like the list has been fulfilled, everything. When we say everything, we're talking about everything from a biblical perspective, yeah? All we have to do, folks, is make the effort. We don't need to claim 
this or claim that. We don't need to say, Pastor, I need more blessings. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us we already have every blessing. Wow! All we have to do is make an effort. Yeah, It's like the car's in the garage and you need groceries. But the groceries don't arrive at your doorstep automatically, do they? You have to make an effort. Everything's in place. The car's there, there's petrol in it, the key's in your hand, you've got the purse in your pocket, the supermarket's down the road. All you have to do is make the effort. And it's exactly the same. God had provided everything we need for a life of godliness. All we have to do is make the effort. What about escaping corruption? Do we see corruption in the world? We sure do, don't we? Man, even in the church, would you believe? There is... There are levels of corruption. But everything we need for both life and godliness has been provided. And Christians, folks, Christians are on the receiving end of the best deal ever. All we have to do is participate in the divine nature. Wow, that's it. Participate in the divine nature. If we participate in the divine nature, this will allow us to escape the corruption of this world. I guess there's a question. I've got a question here with two question marks. It says, do you want to escape the corruption of the world. All those who want to answer no, raise your hand. That's what I like to see. We want to escape the corruption of this world and God calls us through his own glory and goodness. And from God's point of view, it's about us being separated from the world and living God's way. If we're not sure how to live God's way, read this book and you will understand. If you've got questions, give me a call. But how do we participate in the divine nature? And what is the corruption of the world? Well, the corruption of the world is the way of the world. And it ultimately leads to death and hell. That's where unbelievers are going. That's where they're heading, in that direction. But the divine nature is God's nature. And you might look at different people or children or friends and detect their nature. Do you know the nature? I knew the nature of my father. 
at certain times. If I was obedient, I liked his nature. But if I was disobedient, then I wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. But we can even look at our own children or our brothers and sisters and we can say, oh, they have a nature like this or like that. But what about God? Have you ever thought about God's nature? Jesus says in the Gospels that what you see me doing is what the Father has instructed. And because Jesus was divine, he was having the same nature as a father. So if you want to know what God's nature is like, read the Gospels and see how Jesus behaved. See how he responded to people. See how Jesus responded to the disciples. He was a teacher. Yeah? To the crowds, he was a preacher. To the Pharisees, he was a challenger. But to everybody, he loved them. Sometimes people are friendly. Sometimes people are unfriendly. And sometimes people are somewhere in between. And Peter is encouraging us to display God's nature in our lives through God's promises. Now, we mentioned earlier in the service about the preciousness of gold. But do you know that there is something that you possess that to God is more precious than even gold? And that is your faith. Your faith I tell you what, a gold bar will not get you into heaven. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's how precious faith is to God. Peter, in this passage, Peter is encouraging us to display God's nature in our lives through God's promises. He says our faith is more precious than gold. Think of some of the promises that relate to a life of holiness. Some of the promises that relate to a life of holiness. Romans 6.14, freedom from sin's dominion. That's good. 2 Corinthians 2.9, grace that is sufficient. Philippians 4.13, power to obey his commands. James 4, 7, victory over the devil. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, escape when tempted. 1 John 1, 9, forgiveness when we confess our sins. Psalm 50, 15, response when we call. This is only a short list. Boy. If I studied the Bible page by page, that list would be so long. But by remembering God's promises, you will escape corruption and participate. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) 
By remembering God's promises, you will escape corruption and participate in God's nature. In verse 5, Peter encourages us to add to our faith. So you have faith, now he's asking you to add to your faith. But why? Why would Peter ask us to add to our faith if we've already got faith? Simple, to avoid being ineffective and unproductive. We can always do more. We can add to our faith and do more for Christ than what we're doing today. Verse 5. The call is to add to your faith. And here is Peter's list of the things we need to add to our faith. So, we've got faith. Add goodness. Add knowledge. Add self-control. Add perseverance. Add godliness. Add brother kindliness and add love. Take your basic foundation of faith and add these things to your faith. Goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. Peter says that if you don't have these qualities, then you're nearsighted and blind and you've forgotten that you've been cleansed from your past sins. That's if you do not have these qualities. If we add these qualities to our faith, then we will change. But what kind of people will we change into if we add these qualities to our faith? One, we will be people with a godly nature. Two, we will be ready to help others. Three, we will be people with a testimony. Four, we'll be people who can see the things of God. Five, we will be people who are ready to serve. And six, We will be people who are fulfilled in their life. Do you feel like your life is fulfilled or do you feel there's an emptiness somewhere? We need to add these things to our faith and we will change. And I say, why wait any longer? You'd be crazy if you didn't look to adding these things to your faith Today, today, folks. What about failing? What about being a failure? Sometimes we feel like a failure. Sometimes we feel we've made a wrong decision and we've failed someone or we've failed God. Failure is a word that we really don't like to hear. it's kind of in us to do well at exams. Nobody says, oh, yes, 
I'm sitting for an exam today and I really want to fail. Like, (laughs) after three years of study, no. (laughs) Nobody, everybody likes to pass the test. Everybody likes to be successful in life. And Peter says in verse 10, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. In other words, make sure your name is in the book. We talked about that in communion, didn't we? We read that passage out of Daniel 7. About when the books are opened. <clears throat> if your name's not in the book, folks, your history. Seriously, it's bad. If your name's not in the book, it's bad things will happen. So Peter is urging us to do two things. One, he's encouraging us to display God's nature in our lives through God's promises. And he's encouraging us to add to our faith. The faith that we already have, add to that. Will make you a stronger Christian, more resistant to the devil, and your worldview begins to change. If we can do these things, we can be assured one, our name is in the book, we will never fail with Jesus on our side. Things might not work out the way you envisage, but that doesn't mean it's a failure. I mean, I thought. My overseas ministries were going to be in the Solomon Islands. But just because the Lord has taken me to Africa doesn't mean I've failed. <coughs> Personally, I don't mind where I go. I'd be happy to stay in Maryborough. It doesn't really worry me at all. Paul was pretty happy in jail. So how do we outwork this message today? This message has a twofold outworking. One, earthly, and two, heavenly. So the earthly outworking is that we will be more effective for Christ. Our heavenly outworking is that we are assured a place in heaven. So don't leave here today saying, wow, I heard a good message today. Thanks, Pastor Stewart. That was nice. Take this message into your hearts, folks, and begin to allow to God, uh, sorry, and begin to allow God to bring the changes in your life that he wants to make. You might not add to your faith totally and completely this afternoon. It might take a year. It might take a week. We're all at a different place in our lives. We're all at a different stage in our walk. And don't be 
disappointed or feel guilty that you haven't added these things to your faith immediately. Some things take time. And quite frankly, I think if we take our time to prayerfully consider and to adopt such changes to our life is better and the changes are more lasting and lifetime lasting, sometimes better than a quick decision. Think about it, mull it over, open up the scriptures, read verse 5 again, look at that list and say, wow, where, where am I, Lord? What? You know, pray about it. Lord, what do I need to do? It might take three months for God to reveal to you and then all of a sudden you'll be in a situation. Bang! Wow! I showed brotherly kindness today or sisterly kindness. I've not really done it effectively before. Wow! Thank you, Lord. I've added to my faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for your word this encouraging word in Peter. Lord, that helps us to grow and mature as Christians. I pray, Lord, we'll take these things on board. Take them, Lord, from our mind to our heart. And Lord, as we pray and do our quiet times through the weeks and the months, Lord, bring your revelations to us. Show us what it is we need to do to be more effective in our Christian walk. We pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.